Welcome to the Propulsion Swimming Podcast, where we aim to give swimming the coverage and publicity it deserves. Every week, we celebrate the sport we love with amazing special guests and topics from around the swimming pool. And now, here are your hosts, Scott and Dan. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Propulsion Swimming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Dan. And we are carrying on this week with our ISL-themed podcast. I know racing is now done in Naples when this goes out live, but that doesn't mean we can't talk about some amazing swimming that's happened over there. Dan, I'm excited for this guest. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. This could go on for hours, I feel like. So um, <laughs> we're going to try and condense it as much as we can. But uh, no, this could go on for a long time. And I'm actually really excited about it as well, to be honest with you. I am. Yeah. So for this week's episode, if you aren't watching on YouTube and you're listening, uh, we are speaking to Laura Stevens from Plymouth, who was the last qualifying member of Team GB for the Tokyo Olympics. She did it at the last available opportunity at Glasgow, and she's also a member of the very successful and very well-picked by Dan Toronto Titans <laughs> team. Welcome to the show, Laura. How are you? Hi, I'm good, thanks. So you're not actually over in Naples right now. We're recording this while racing mm -hmm. is still happening, but that's because you came home early for your graduation. Yes. So first of all, massive congratulations. Thank graduating you. during the COVID years as well. That's, that's something to do. In, and in Tokyo as well. Yeah. It's an Olympic year, final year of uni. How was that? Yeah, um, stressful. <laughs> to summarize, <laughs> it was stressful, yeah. No, I mean, I um, the original plan with... Um, sort of planning it around the Olympics, I actually chose to split my second year in half so that for summer 2020, I would have had a lot less workload to do. But then obviously mm. COVID hit. So that plan got thrown out the window. And then, yeah, I ended up doing last year was my final, my third year, my full third year, plus qualifying for the Olympics, which was, um, yeah, it was a whirlwind. But looking back now, I'm, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad it's done um and uh, yeah and it's quite exciting now uh especially like for this season and well hopefully the lead up to paris 2024 um now i've got that out of the way i was playing with the idea of a master's or maybe even a doctorate but for now i just want to enjoy some just some <laughs> swimming you know <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. How are you able to balance all that stuff with every different element going on? How are you yeah. able to do that? Yeah, um, well, in a way, ironically, that's COVID helped a bit because that when everything was thrown online, um, obviously, mm. I didn't, I mean, I won't lie, my attendance is pretty poor anyway, but, <laughs> but um, it meant that, yeah, it was much easier to watch lectures back, keep on top of things that way. I didn't have to be there in real time. Um, yeah. And yeah, but there were a couple of late nights, <laughs> more than a couple. But um, yeah, I, I guess I just wanted to do both these things. I wanted to do them to the best of my ability. So I just kind of pushed myself through it. <laughs> and now I guess it's kind of future secured. You can concentrate on swimming, mm. know that you, knowing that you now have that degree yeah. behind you. Which yeah, is, exactly. It's a massive benefit, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, because... I always um, knew that I wanted a degree that wasn't um, like sports related. I didn't want to go down the sports science route. I um, I found architecture really interesting and um, ironically because 
Speaking, speaking to the right speaking person. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just go off. I'm not needed now. I'll just yeah. go away. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So wait, is your degree in architecture? Well, architectural engineering is. Um, okay. It's so it's not the full seven years of the mm. architecture degree because yeah, doing that alongside the swimming, I was like, there, there's just no, no way. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's why I stopped. <laughs> there's no way. Um, but architectural engineering, it's more, you get a bit of a taste of different aspects of the construction industry. We did, a lot of our course was combined with the construction managers and building surveyors. Um, so we got to see different parts like that. I personally found um energy modeling and using simulations is what i did my dissertation on um energy simulation <laughs> i'm i'm fascinated i know exactly what's um, going on yeah. in that. <laughs> you two carry on i've got no idea what's going on yeah yeah we we, we said this podcast could be a long one uh, it might be really long now. yeah yeah so um, that's and um yeah that's kind of what what I did and yeah I just I just I always knew that I didn't want to I well it might change and you know I might get to the swimming career and be like you know what I'm gonna be a coach but um I no, I feel like once I've done swimming I want a complete change and uh mm. yeah definitely um something architecture related seems like the route the route to go and the route that um yeah I guess I'm interested in I'm fascinated <laughs> we will definitely stay in contact on that front yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> Shall we jump into the swimming pool then before this goes too far down? Yeah, the route exactly. Yeah. Dan, Dan may as well sign off. Yeah. Um, how was your experience over in Naples? Because it wasn't the strict bubble of Budapest mm. in previous years. Yeah. The first year before that didn't quite get the exposure. Mm -hmm. What was it like being there in Naples where you can explore what is a beautiful city, a beautiful yeah. summer in Italy how did you find it yeah I mean it was amazing I you know I went in with no expect well I really didn't know what to expect because this is my first year on the ISL anyway you know mm. I'd only heard I will admit I didn't watch the, the previous seasons it's <laughs> funny we we speak to swimmers <laughs> and actually swimmers, yeah. the swimmers who are in the sport who didn't take part in ISL haven't watched it yeah, yeah. it's interesting, <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> yeah no I am um, yeah so I'd only sort of spoken to other athletes and heard little bits and pieces about it and um yeah i mean it exceeded everything i thought it was going to be i mean the atmosphere on the team like how quickly everyone i know like toronto there were quite a few that have been on the isl maybe this mm. is their third year but they've been on different teams um because the team yeah. itself is quite is one of like the newer ones i guess we kind of came into the season as maybe a bit of an underdog but um which in a way made it even more exciting because you know coming in with maybe not the expectation that sort of Cali and energy have to go mm. and win by a long way um and then to actually you know in our first match we challenged energy which was just yeah. everyone I mean the excitement on Paul's side <laughs> when um yeah when we realized that you know, we had a shot at actually winning that match. It was it was just electric. And um, yeah, so immediately the team was just great. I mean, working with the new coaches and our, and our team managers as well, they 
you know, there wasn't, again, there wasn't that, there wasn't a lot of pressure. It was all just, we're here to have fun. You know, they encouraged you to go out and enjoy the city, mm. which I wasn't expecting at all. Um, you know, mm. being especially, well, throughout British swimming, when you're specifically when you're on like the junior teams, it's very, mm. it's very controlled. Um, I've found mm, okay. and, um, and equally, you know, just coming from Tokyo where, yeah, again, very controlled environment this was a complete you know it was a complete turnaround and completely different and definitely the sort of refreshing thing that I needed after the slight disappointment in Tokyo um it yeah it was great I had a blast (laughs) (laughs) it sounds very similar because we had Abby on not so Mm -hmm. long ago and she was talking about the breakers about basically just enjoying it again Mm. because obviously Tokyo is so it's it's the peak of the sport and you've got to be right on the top of your game Mm -hmm. and so ISL this year seems like it's been treated as a bit of a summer's paradise is what we've called it especially going out in the sun and everything like that Mm -hmm. um it looks like it's a nice place to chill out for these Mm. summers based on what we're seeing on instagram stories anyway yeah everyone's on um on yachts going over to capri i know like when we we i did that with a group a group of the toronto team uh, a couple of weekends ago and yeah like i was just sat on the boat and i had a moment where i was like this is the life (laughs) You know, there's, yeah, this isn't half bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not complaining, you know. <laughs> You're earning money doing this. Yeah. Oh, no. Like incredible it's okay. <laughs> great I mean, would the closest comparison over in this country be kind of Speedo League? I think yeah. we've, we've kind of called it speedo league on steroids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got yeah the, well, well, the Arena League and... Um, Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. Arena, that's right. Yeah. We're, sh- yeah. we're showing our age. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember Speedo League. I remember doing the Speedo League, but mm. yeah, that was decades ago. <laughs> mm, <yeah. laughs> Feels like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, definitely the closest thing is the is the Arena League, um, which, well, you know, PL, we have a we have a history with the Arena mm. League. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah it's the 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 fast pace of the competition definitely replicates that um you know i am in in that sense that was that was kind of what i'd prepared myself for i was like okay i know arena league you know i I'd normally start off with the 200 am and then i do the 100 fly yeah. and etc etc yeah. relays and stuff so i was like yeah you know that would be fine and then match three they were like right so we're going to put you in for the 200 fly and the 400 am and i was like oh. <laughs> <laughs> there's an hour between these races like you know normally yeah, i need a week to prepare for just one of them but because <laughs> because of how again the team atmosphere it's like you know i wasn't i wasn't even nervous going into it it was just like this is going to be fun it's yeah i can just you know all you can do is give it your best shot and um there's no sort of like there's no judgment or they you know i came out with that 400 i am and they're like yes laura you know you did you took one for the team there and it was great and uh, (laughs) i guess i did (laughs) yes (laughs) the 125 breaststroke split was um (laughs) beautiful but would you say your your swimming benefited from the fast nature then from the quick Mm. turnarounds the fact that you can't really think about the race whatsoever you you just get in and do it would you maybe it's not your swimming benefited but did you did your enjoyment benefit from it oh yeah 100 percent. i mean yeah that mindset of just having fun 
and um, especially so early on in the season, because I mean, I took a break mm. after Tokyo, like I needed it, and then I actually ended mm. up getting um, flu, so I was really ill. So I, I came oh into God. this, <laughs> yeah, um, I came into this ISL with not a lot of training, if anything, yeah, mm. feeling not so great, and you know, two days in, it's like, right, you're going to swim a 200 fly. Um, and previous seasons, you know, would never, ever, if if I came onto poolside second day in and Robin said, right, we're going to suit up, do a 200 fly, it'd be like, mm, no. But, <laughs> I'm going home. Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. But um, yeah, it was just, it was crazy. It didn't, it didn't feel anything like that. It was just like, okay <laughs> like everyone was so mm. up for it and so excited um it yeah it was just it it really was again the closest thing to relate to is an arena league but equally it's nothing like an arena league. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. a thousand times better um the being back in front of a crowd as well um mm. because that's nice yeah yeah and uh, luckily well our first match with aqua um obviously has Pellegrini on the team so and the Italians mm. you know love her she's like the Italian mm. David Beckham I mean it's yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> mad the support that she has so again that just lifted the whole atmosphere um I well I had I've heard from people watching back because my my mum actually came out and watched our second match so she's done a oh, bit of cool. both so she experienced it and obviously watched from home she said mm. that um the like the tv doesn't quite um capture all of the atmosphere she definitely found when she was okay. in it i mean obviously it's hard it's very hard to do mm, that mm. um yeah. but yeah being there in it all was yeah incredible <laughs> yeah. well there is talk that the final is going to be in london or the uk is yeah. what i've heard mm, yeah I, I think it accidentally got revealed on a different podcast the cool boy <laughs> podcast by yeah. a, a certain Australian. Um, <laughs> I, if, yeah. if that is the case, I'm oh excited goodness. for yeah. like, British swimming to actually experience this atmosphere. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll get tickets straight away. Yeah. I, yeah. Will, I will be there. Yes. Yeah. We'll try yeah. our best, won't we? Yeah. 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 So, we, um, so we've had a look inside of the Tor Toronto Titans camp. Thanks to Jay Lelia. He mm. took over our Instagram stories. I think it was like a few weeks ago now. Yeah. Or mm. maybe a week ago by the time this goes up. Mm. Um. It looks like there's a very supportive and, well, a good atmosphere there. Who are the main leaders of that culture and kind of the, the role models within the team? Who's leading that? Gosh, I mean, it's it's actually quite hard to pick out individuals. I mean, funny enough, um, Max Litchfield, he, mm. he really surprised me. Um, I previously being in like the British swimming environment with him, I, mm. you know, he came across as, uh, you know, very diligent, very, um, or almost a quiet, a quieter personality, but on Toronto, I mean, he was, <laughs> he was like, different animal. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, he was always, you know, organizing activities for everyone. I mean, um, yeah, he was, he was just great to be around and equally Kylie Mass. I mean, she's our, uh, female, um, captain um yeah and also a great inspiration to see her racing so well mm. as well already mm. here um she was great i mean jay as well <laughs> yeah. um yes yeah, it's, it's it's hard to pick out the individuals obviously brent 
um, who's mm. our, our male team captain. He's got, well, by far the most experience on the team. <laughs> Ten plus years, something like that, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Over no. to second person. <laughs> but again, like that, that doesn't matter. Like everyone just gelled so well together. Mm. Um, I think Byron, uh, the head coach, and um, yeah, he said that when they were, you know, selecting the team, it wasn't all about the performances. They also wanted people that they thought would work together mm. well, um, mm. which yeah i think is really important because it is the it it's not so much the isl isn't so much about the individual performances it is like the team wins definitely mm. um and yeah i think that really that really showed for us and that was kind of our sort of like hidden hidden weapon i think and what surprised people mm. the most mm. um so yeah and and yeah brent always getting up leading a cheer um, we had several different cheers going on, um, but it was, yeah, it was great. It almost felt like um, the kind of thing that I'd expect to see, like, in like on an American, like, sort of football, mm-hmm. <laughs> in, yeah. in, in some sort of film or so. But, no, being there and being in the middle of it, um, and in a way, it kind of inspired me because I was thinking, um, oh, this is something, like, it'd be really cool if I could get this going at Plymouth Leander or if I could, you know, bring mm-hmm. some of this mm-hmm. back try and bring some of this back to the UK because it's just, yeah, it's so much fun. I think so many, so many more people need to see it. And I think if there was more of a culture like that, um, maybe more mm. people would stay in swimming, you know, if it was more team morale, isn't it? Fun. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually after last year's ISL, we actually spoke about kind of can bucks replicate this mm, to yeah, get swimmers yeah. to stay on through university and yeah. that excitement. I think yes, it's really so. good that, a first-time swimmer like yourself is coming away with these these thoughts and being like, mm. oh, can I implement this at my home club? I yeah. think that's exactly what it is meant to do for these young swimmers. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I think I had Toronto as a top four team just because the the team close-knitness, if you mm-hmm. like, and because yeah. the relays are so strong. You mm-hmm. have the the individual stars, like I think um, Kylie Mass, you mentioned earlier, Louise mm-hmm. Hansen have done yeah. amazing in terms of the MVP races. But yeah. I think the relays have been, I mean, you're challenging Energy, who were the relay kings last mm-hmm. year and the year before. Yeah. And the fact, the fact that you're giving them a run for their money is really, really good. It must be hugely inspirational to see the individual and the relays doing so well. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's, it's hard to find sort of a, a weakness in the team. I mean, Again, I came into it with no experience. So watching that first match, everyone was saying, oh, well, normally we have uh, our first day is quite strong. Second day is a bit weaker last year. And we had Mm. this Mm. and that. But no, I mean, when um, you kept seeing the score points, you know, coming up on the board after each race, it was like, we're winning. (laughs) And and now we're still winning. And then we're winning by even more. And um, Mm. Yeah, the I mean the atmosphere as well. Obviously, you you see what happens in the racing, but then behind all of that, you've got our little team area um, where everyone's mm. getting ready, and you know it's constantly just saying well done to each other. Again, I mean I was racing in the like our B team of the medley relay, and maybe that was probably one of my favourite races. I mean, even though it's right at the end of the of day one. There's some girls on mm. those teams that have swam two, maybe even three races already. Mm. Um, so it's intense, but you always find that extra bit, or I, I definitely find, I can always find an extra bit for a relay. Like, mm. oh, <laughs> as, as yeah, tired absolutely. as you think you can be, 
you can yeah. always go faster in a relay, like hands down. I mean, obviously, yeah, you get the takeover, but there's, yeah, coming down that last length, ready for the freestyle to, to take over. All that's going on in my mm. head is like, it's for the team. I wonder if it's like um, a lesson that we can take away in British swimming is mm. maybe open meets need to have relays. Mm. Because for yeah. me, open meets can get fairly stale. And you are just concentrated yeah. on you against the mm. clock. Yeah. Maybe that element of adding a relay in there. I know you, oh, yeah. they have it for for counties, mm. districts, and stuff like that. But yeah. That, as a swimmer, counties was actually the only time I ever raced a relay. Yeah. So maybe yeah. maybe open meets it needs to be added in. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I mean, everyone loves a relay. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Who doesn't? Definitely. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we like the there used to be there used to be relays at nationals. Cause I'm yeah, there still is. Uh, yeah, because again, that was actually like PL's kind of thing. Mm. I mean, I remember when I first joined um, in 2014, and that nationals. I mean, uh, our fly swimmer Charlotte Atkinson, she was off at like European Juniors or something. So then I was in the PLA team. So which meant I had Ruta. <laughs> doing the first thing oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah yeah that was it <laughs> like it's like, just a casual olympic champion serene for me yeah. so um yeah and the the atmosphere that we got there again it's 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 different when it's for the team it's always going mm. to be different and yeah at the isl the relays are for the team the individuals are for the team so mm. um and you've you know you've got your your box on poolside with everyone cheering and um you you can you look over to them before you race and it's it yeah it yeah. definitely it has to lift your performance at least for me yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. should we talk about last season then because it was it's going to take a fun one to kind of explain what went on for you <laughs> so yeah. to qualify for the olympics there was british trials there was yes. the olympic trials but but because of the whole COVID situation, mm-hmm. door was, the door was left open for yeah. people who missed it. And as long as there were still spaces on the team. Now, you hit your qualifying time at Glasgow in the last possible race before Tokyo. Mm-hmm. What was your mentality going into that race, knowing it was your last shot? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's funny, even though, yes, I suppose in the back of my head, it was like this. This is the this is the last chance. I wasn't. I wasn't really thinking about that and if anything that's probably why it happened (laughs) because Mm. at trials you know there was there's a lot of pressure because it is the Olympic trials Mm. and um again after not hitting it there going into Europeans I was like oh gosh okay right I need I need to do it now and I definitely put more pressure on myself there than I needed to so but then equally I I don't know. I just kind of knew that I belonged on the team. And I, I guess that deep, that belief that I could do it was even, was mm. the strongest thing throughout. And mm. um, despite having missed it twice, I still believed in Glasgow that I was going. Um, so, yeah, I guess I just went into that race. It was almost, yeah, it was like the pressure had been lifted. And I... Do you think Europeans had something to do with that? Yeah, the fact that Europeans were such a close knit squad, which was basically mm. the Olympic team already, yeah, yeah. Mm. kind of 
picked with your one or two who were still trying to get that time. Mm. Do you think that's what made it feel like you were on the team almost? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Because at Glasgow, I was part of the, um, like, the British swimming squad that sort of has sort of gone there, mm. you know, the well, the Olympic team, um, plus Lucy yeah. and I, um, yeah. the, um, that were there. And equally, at Europe, well, Europeans for me ended with the 4 by one medley relay goal. Yes. Which was... Yeah which was really big. I mean, that that definitely, even though the 200 hadn't been quite what I wanted to turn that around and by the end of the week, do a relay, another great relay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gonna, a theme here. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. podcast is how brilliant relays are um, <laughs> from a 200 fly summer. But um, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, that, I think that um, the performance in that relay and how mm. well we did as a team again, it... Um, that lifted me and then was kind of I think what I needed going into going into Glasgow and um yeah I it, it I mean when I swam the the evening heat um and did yeah. that yeah did that 207-0 I mean big pb it felt like the easiest 200 fly I'd ever okay. done <laughs> Yeah. Well, that was my next. That was my question. Was that you? Because you hit the time in mm. the heat. Yeah. But correct. Correct me if I'm wrong. You've got to do that time in the final for you to yes. get onto the team. Would that be yeah. right? So, yeah. what was your mentality, knowing that you've just hit the time mm. in the evening, but you've got to repeat yeah. that same performance yeah. in well, the morning? I didn't actually know. Oh what? So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, oh. that was the thing. I I did it in yeah then, and then I thought I was just like oh, okay, brilliant. <laughs> No way. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and then, Did someone let you know before the, the morning? Yeah, well, yeah, then I literally, so I had a great night's sleep, obviously. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> job done. But um, not that I obviously wasn't going to try and go for it again in the morning. But um, mm. no, I literally found out sort of, I don't know, half an hour before I went up for the race. Like, they were like, oh, okay. Oh. So when I had sort of my, uh, my talk with um, uh, Dave McNulty was sort of was mm. looking after me. And I'm saying, right, so, you know, I need to, like, go again this morning because, you know, this is this is kind of the one. And I was like, hang on a minute. <laughs> but, the pressure wow. yeah. massive. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, and, but again, like, it's, it's odd how my brain worked because it didn't feel like the pressure of Olympic trials. It didn't feel like the pressure at Europeans. It just felt like... Okay, well, I, I know I literally did it twelve hours ago, so I can I can do it again. Like, I mean, even though it was the morning, I still I still felt good. I knew that, um, you know, physically I, I was in the right place, mm. Um, mm. and I think having proved that to myself because maybe that's what like I doubted at um, Olympic trials and at Europeans. Mm. I was, oh, I'm not sure. Like, it, is it is it right? Like, is is the taper gone? It right? was a fast time to hit as well. It was yeah. a really fast time. <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was a tricky one and um yeah but then that the doubt any doubts or anything after that evening mm. swim had gone so it was like okay just mm. go out there do it again and um yeah it worked <laughs> wow interesting yeah. fascinating yeah. i wonder I, I not that we'd ever be able to compare but i wonder how important that good night's sleep was yeah for you. 
and the yeah. fact that there was no pressure mm. for that night I wonder how important that yeah was exactly I think morning. I think definitely the fact that I didn't know that helped mm. massively yeah. um Had to. Wow. Yeah. yeah yeah so yeah I guess the stars aligned <laughs> and uh <laughs> So what yeah. was the, what was the training like leading up to it? Because you must have tapered for trials, mm-hmm. you yeah. must have tapered for Glasgow, and then mm-hmm. you must have tapered again for Tokyo. Yeah, so effectively a triple one. How did that work? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, obviously it was the full normal taper leading into trials, um, and then after trials, I did have sort of almost a week out of the pool just to sort of I I mean because I lived down in Plymouth so I actually went home to my parents and stayed with them for a bit um mm. as a bit of a, a yeah break mentally um yeah. and uh yeah and then it was tough coming back to training after Olympic trials um knowing I mean I I, I knew I was on the the team for Europeans so that that helped. I mean, if it hadn't been that way, or you know, if it had been a different year where it, Olympic trials was the be all and end all, then um, mm. yeah, I'm not sure how that would have panned out really. But um, I just knew I needed to get my head back in it as quickly as possible, and I did that by um, speaking, I think, to as many people as I could um, and explaining how what had happened at Charles. So I spoke to, I mean, I have, uh, I have, well, two sports psychologists now that I've spoken to and also Tom Bates at British Swimming. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Lo- we love Tom Bates. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to need a podcast just with Tom. Yeah. Oh are. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, so I spoke to him. I mean, friends, family coach, obviously I spoke to Robin, who's, um, head coach here and my coach but we've got mm. Roberto, Roberto Pavoni um yeah, he's yeah. assistant coach down here pretty Plymouth, experienced so. yeah, yeah yeah and yeah. um he's been through a lot of ups and downs and in in mm. his career as well so he could definitely relate massively to what I was going through um and yeah the more I saw because I've definitely previously with disappointments just kind of held it all in um but mm. the fact that this time I just said no I'm just going to cry in front of everyone I know <laughs> and, then, um, and then yeah and it, it it did it helped a lot and um yeah that then I mean I did I didn't necessarily do a full taper it through into Europeans but I definitely didn't get back up into sort of the crazy uh, crazy like amount of volume um going through mm-hmm. it was more like we'll just hang around I mean for me, a normal volume is around 7K per session. Um, so we hung around sort of 5 to 6K. Um, what a breeze. And yeah, just, I, I suppose, just carried on almost as normal. And then leading into mm. Europeans, I had a few days of sort of rest going into it. Um, and... Yeah. And then, well, I remember because I, I spoke to Tom while he was with us at the Europeans and after the two yeah. fly hadn't gone to plan, I sat down with him and I just said, like, because I knew obviously Glasgow was then coming up and I was like, I've got two weeks, like I've gone 209 three times now because <laughs> that's what happened at Europeans, 209, 209, 209. And it's like, yeah. 
like what well, I've got two weeks like what do I do and um he well just listen to me and um <laughs> and then he was more it was because he said I'm just thinking about the time too much um you know that constant like just think about the time think about the time it's um it rather just than makes performance you, I suppose exactly yeah, yeah it makes yeah. you um tense and yeah. um, it's not the way to go about trying to swim a time. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we we talked about that. We took the time aspect out of it and returned to just how's the swim going to feel? How's, yeah. um, you know, how do I want to, yeah, how do I want to swim the race more process focused? Mm. Um, mm. And yeah, that's what I thought about a couple of like visualization technique changes mm. and things like that and yeah, sure. um yeah so if anything it was the physical training that i did um between yeah between those meets was nothing special um i wouldn't you know we i didn't fully taper mm. for europeans or glasgow it was more just like kind of hold maintain tick over to get there um not mm. go crazy high volume but equally not just drop off and try you know going a, a full taper again yeah. um yeah. but the mental training i suppose that i did um in terms of visualizing being more confident and yeah not focusing on the stupid time um yeah. that was definitely the sort of the turning point um for me i think yeah i'm i'm fascinated about tom's kind of impact on the British swimming team. We yeah. yeah, we spoke we spent time with him and it's the guy doesn't actually have a background in swimming. Yeah. He's, he's a football football mm. guy. Yeah. Football guy. And uh, maybe it is that outside influence of I don't know, changing a swimmer's mentality mm. that is needed. Yeah. Um, like there's so many things I kind of want to pick apart on that <laughs> as well. Yeah. It's yeah. you speaking to Roberto Pavoni. Mm-hmm to me as well it mirrors what we spoke to abby about the mm. way that she she lent on jazz carling in yeah. her preparation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i i love the idea of these former british swimmers helping out the current generation yeah and if honest if i'm honest i only see that getting better yeah in the future because we've just had the most successful games ever we took the biggest squad to the olympics mm-hmm. ever and if there are young swimmers listening to this it is now easier than ever to get in contact with oh, yeah. the swimmers at, at mm-hmm. the top so if you are looking for that word of advice or you're yeah. you're literally on that cusp of breaking through to the like senior team mm-hmm. there's there's been no better time to look for advice from former yeah. swimmers and it seems like people like yourself and abby are doing that mm-hmm. yeah yeah swimmers can always help swimmers and are probably mm-hmm. the um it's the best way to go about it because someone that's been there done that um and gone gone through the sort of the system because it it hasn't really changed over you know um it's still it's still the same pathway it's still um yeah it's it's all the same really so um the it's very it's very relatable and um you know i know i said that um after swimming I, I don't want anything to do with something. That's why I've chosen a different career path. But I, you know, I've done some, I've done little camps with um, Timothy Ander. I've even mm. gone back and done a couple with um, Colchester Swimming Club, which is um, the yeah, home club. My, yep. my roots. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, 
yeah it's it's i mean it's i don't think you know not only does it benefit the younger swimmers but i find it personally very rewarding i mean mm. i can remember um uh having similar sort of camps i remember having one with liam tancock having one mm, yeah. um james hickman was what was the first one that i had he's um okay. he was a common I, swimmer, I think yeah, yeah yeah and um yeah, he was the first one I had. A fair, like, even before Colchester, I was swimming a Harwich mm. swimming club. And, um, you know, yeah, but I remember it to this day. I can remember doing um, fly. I can remember him kind of, like, picking me out and saying that, like, my fly was quite good. And then I was like, yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> um, you know, getting his autographs, mm. seeing his medals. And, um, yeah, that that's, well, for me, it stuck like massively mm-hmm. and um inspired me and is probably the these things like these are the things that make made me carry on and made me mm. discover the passion for swimming and um want to achieve the the same results and um and better yeah, yeah. yeah. that's what some top swimmers are doing now with adam doing his clinics i know jimmy's doing mm. some clinics as well yeah i'm sure it won't yeah. be it won't take long for everyone else to do some <laughs> bit to inspire the next generation yeah. either as well yeah. so yeah. i think yeah. yeah the the future's really bright when you look mm-hmm. at the, obviously that model's worked yeah i said it before that what model has worked in the past and now it's just gonna get bigger basically because yeah. of the success of this year yeah, um definitely. if if we think about your your summer of training and in between those meets are there mm-hmm. lessons that you can take forward to this summer's racing because it's it's gonna be a a mad summer we've said it on yeah. the podcast mm-hmm. before it's gonna be a very busy summer are there lessons yeah. in terms of tapering that you can take forward mm. yeah yeah there's a lot coming up <laughs> mm. um i think the thing is the um, that I, I used to get very, I almost didn't believe in taper for a bit. I okay. have a bit of a issue with feeling the need to do a lot of volume and a lot of meters. And, um, if, as soon as I start to drop off volume, I'm not getting, um, you know, ready to race. I'm just losing fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, so that used to really worry me a lot and I've had to do a lot of work to get over that. <laughs> and, yeah. um, it's, I mean, at the end of the day, there's only, for me, there's only so much the taper will do. Obviously, your body needs to rest, but mm. you have to just, whatever you're doing, you just have to believe in it. That's yeah. that's what I find the most important. So as long as I believe that I'm doing the right thing and that, you know, this day I need a bit of rest, this day I need to do this, um, mm. that's, that's what will work. Um, it, the taper itself, it... I mean, there's the rough outline of what we want to do with it, but I think, yeah, I just, it's having the confidence and the belief to go that, yeah, I'm ready. I mean, even yeah. if, you know, there's, cause then as well, if so, what if something goes wrong? What if you ha- get like, get ill or something on table? What if, you know, mm. you, something comes up and then you may have to miss some training and whatnot. I mean, you still, you've still trained for the past year, you know, yeah. that nothing's going to get rid of that. And, um, relying on that and relying on the confidence that I've, I've put the work in in the bag now my body just needs to rest get ready and race um mm. and I know that I can do it again and again and again I mean that's something that ISL has kind of proved to me mm. and something that um Byron said out there to me he after that first match right you know you know I'd had this breakout of swimming and he was like you're not unfit like you're not unfit you've trained 
Mm. <laughs> I was like, really? Uh, <laughs> no, no, you're not unfit. You're not unfit. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, you're just not race fit. Mm. And um, I think that's, that's very important. And, you know, when you're doing back-to-back races, like we'll have what world's Europeans commies, I think that's mm. kind of the order of it all. Yeah. Um, the racing racing is the most valuable form of training so mm. um if anything that it can only actually be an advantage having a lot of back-to-back meets um mm. as long as you do give yourself the right amount of rest to get over the racing then um if anything use it to your advantage um yeah. i think and how and that's how i sort of want to go about my approach um this summer as well yeah. I think that theory was true, especially in the second season of ISL, because the times mm. just kept dropping and dropping and dropping the more they raced. Yeah. yeah um, exactly. Dressel obviously is the prime example, but by the final, mm-hmm. he was hitting massive world records. And yeah. I think, yeah. especially in this country, we should be racing more. I think I've said it like a million oh, times yeah. on this podcast. Yeah, you have. We, I have. <laughs> but we, we should be racing so much, so much more in this mm-hmm. country. I mean, we're lucky to race once a month in this country. Yeah. That's, that's lucky. Yeah. And I should—I yeah. think we should be racing every two weeks. Yeah. I mean, the, swimming in America, like maybe yeah, varsity, the collegiate different colleges, system. Yeah, they yeah. race every weekend, and that's yeah. the reason why they perform at Olympics, at Worlds mm-hmm. every single time. Mm. So yeah. hopefully, that's another stepping stone that British swimming can do as well. Mm. But yeah. we'll see. I know it's a bit of effort to put these open meets on and mm. and stuff like that, and there's a bit of logistical stuff yeah. to do. But uh, hopefully, that's uh, the step yeah. forward. But uh, interesting yeah. that other people think that we should race more as well. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think so. I think there's there's a lot to gain from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we got a quote for the podcast as well. There, yeah, we do. Racing yeah. is racing is the best form of training. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should we yeah. should we touch upon Tokyo? How how was your first yeah. Olympic experience? Um, it was, yeah, it was crazy. Um, I mean, very. It was very. It was odd from like the COVID perspective of that you know we we didn't get to really do the the celebrating side of it we weren't able to go out Mm. and see tokyo in a way that in a way that kind of brought it down and um didn't although it was the olympics and when i went into the village especially it was like okay now this is happening before that point we'd just been held in the holding camp training going to gym chilling out it um it felt like the Olympics, but at the same time, it felt like a, a smaller version, which I guess it was, <laughs> um, yeah. which, you know, in a way, wasn't a bad thing for the for the for my first one. I think um, that was probably maybe a good thing to keep everything a bit more. I don't really know the word, but just a bit. Yeah, a bit more controlled and a bit less um, sort of all of the extra things that I think come along with the Olympics. Um, and. I mean, being being there in the village with uh, all of these athletes and seeing like Andy Murray just walking around and yeah, yeah. <laughs> starstruck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah a little, I mean, I won't. Yeah, I won't lie. It was. I mean, definitely um, seeing these people in like just in the food hall and you're just there like. Mm. But then at the same time, you're like, okay, but I'm here with them. You know, mm. I've earned my place here. Um, you know, I'm not saying I've won Wimbledon, but I'm yeah. <laughs> on the same same team as Andy, so yeah, yeah, maybe I could. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was really nice, and I and the swimming itself, um, the obviously not having the crowd there made a difference, but the fact that we had well, the swimmers were allowed to go and watch was great. 
and um yeah i mean uh the racing it's odd because at the end of the day you think about it and you're like okay it's the olympics but it's still a pool it's still the same format as every open meet you've done since you know you were again it's a state of mind and believing it's water in a lane that's all it is yeah, yeah exactly yeah. yeah and um i think that I, that's something i need to uh, work on not sort of like blowing out of proportion um when when i'm there and in those in those high pressure situations just um yeah thinking about it as every other swimming that i've ever done and that I've been doing now for 11 years. Um, but yeah, over, overall, I mean, it's it's definitely, it was an experience which, you know, I can take forward now. It, it does feel like, okay, because now I've competed at every single level, you know, I've done it all. And uh, well, up, up to Olympics, I've also made the final. So I've done, I've done a Commonwealth final, Europeans, Worlds. Mm. It's, yeah. you know, there's nothing left to tick off other than right, now I've done it all. I've kind of had my like, you know, my first go, my first time round. Mm. This time it's like, great. Now I can um, be so much better. I can be so much more prepared um, and hopefully change, you know, just making the final to podiums and, mm. um, and medals and things. At least that's what I'm looking for this season. Yeah. Interesting. Well, Paris is only three years away. So obviously yeah. you want to be past that Team GB close-knit team again uh yeah. what yeah. is the aim yeah. is the aim to be doing the 100 and the 200 next time you obviously said about making a podium and a, yeah. and a final is it to mm -hmm. be one and two fly is that the the ultimate aim yeah um yeah definitely i mean there's something i found interesting uh in tokyo as well you look at the well freestyle for example same girl wins the 1500 the 200 mm. the 400 the 800 the 1500 100 200 backstroke podiums actually quite similar yeah. um the girl that won the 200 fly was it bronze or silver in the 100 fly um uh, i want to say Zang yeah yeah. Yeah. Zang yeah 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 silver. she got silver yeah silver in the 100 as well so it's like there's actually when you look at the athletes that have won the medals apart from you know a few random outliers it's actually quite a like there's a lot of people yeah it's quite a lot of people that win multiple medals and yeah. um so yeah i don't i know that uh sprinting isn't um you know my forte although i will mention that i have a 50 meter butterfly british record um <laughs> when i was 16 years old <laughs> i like to bring that up to my coach every now and again you know it's <laughs> like no we're not doing sprint i'm like well when i was 16 i just yeah um yeah but I no, I mean, especially I think the the women's four by one hundred medley relay. For mm. Yeah, I was going to touch is, upon that. Is mm. really exciting, um, yeah. you know, with Kathleen, um, yeah, but and the depth as well. We've got Kathleen and Cassie, yeah. um, Sarah, Molly, Harriet, and I on the fly, and um, Freya, Anna and Freya, Freya you know, yeah. and yeah. and so many more coming through. Yeah. It's like I think. You know the men's relays are doing so well. It would be nice if we could have the same. Um, in, I think it's only a matter of time. Yeah, yeah exactly. A time. Have a yeah. have a women's relay out there as well, and I definitely would like to be the first pick. <laughs> Obviously, nice yeah, 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 it'd be nice. Yeah, <laughs> um, for the for the medley relay as well. I think that's that's a great opportunity. So for me, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that I would be able to get my hundred fly maybe up to 
uh, Olympic medal standard, but potentially the final at least. Mm -hmm. And um, and certainly the 200 as my keeping that as my main event. And um, yeah, getting getting onto that podium this time. Mm. Yeah. There is that that relay theme that we've had kind of the yeah, whole through this podcast. Up. But it's something <laughs> yeah. it's something Dan says that we should always take a relay team for every single race. Mm. Yeah. When it's available. And the fact that I mean you're a two hundred fly swimmer, the fact that you're seeing that relay team and you're like, oh mm-hmm. you know what, I might target a hundred fly as well. I, oh, yeah. I think that yeah. is that's a big moment that people should take away and be like, mm-hmm. actually re- relays are really important. Yeah. 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 I think so. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, Laura, I actually think that's a fairly good place to end this podcast. I've really enjoyed it. What we do usually do is we do some quick fire questions at the end so that Uh our our listeners can get to know our guests just that tiny (laughs) bit better. Yeah. Does that sound good to you? Yeah. Sounds good. Yep. I'm ready. Great stuff. Um, so what is your favorite event? Uh, 200 butterfly. Who is your swimming idol? Um, Maria Belmonte. Oh, new name. Like that. Yeah. Cool. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your proudest moment in swimming so far? Oh, gosh. Um, probably. Yeah, I think it's got to be making the, um, the Olympic team in Glasgow. Yeah. What is the hardest set you've ever done in training? <laughs> 200 oh, fly swimmer these yeah. this could here be we horrible go. Yeah. yeah here we, here we go um oh gosh well there's one that's all, that always like it immediately comes to my mind um because it's one of robin's specialties and it was a challenge which he brought to pl thinking that no one could do it okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah just a little bit of a brag as well but anyway um it's 60 50s main stroke um hitting your pace 200 pace and they're off of 110 one minute 10 mm-hmm. and um yeah you go through and you do as many as you can where you hit your pace and then um if you fail you get to do a, a 50 easy and then you carry on and you try and hit again and as soon as you okay. fail 50 easy so it's it's different because obviously you can go you can go oh, i'm not gonna hit my pace on this one and then i know i'll get one easy and then i'll get back on it so you know you can easy do it way out, out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um yeah, and it was yeah, obviously it's 60/50s. It's a lot. It's um mm. yeah, it's a, it's a big set. And um the first time we did it, I mean, so I was aiming this is when I was uh so the first time I did it, I was 15, so I think I was aiming for like 33s, let's say. Uh, mm. I think I managed like 40 odd in a row. And then um when I was uh, when I was 16, we did it again and I had to hit sub 33. So a 32.9 was my limit. Yeah. And as soon as it was 33.0, that's out. You're yeah. out. Yeah. Um, had to go, had to go 50 easy. And uh, yeah, I did it. I completed 60. Ooh, 50s fly. <laughs> I'm not even sure if I can do it now. <laughs> you know, oh, you I was, I was you young. Ha- <laughs> you haven't done it since then? No. Well, yeah, after I did it, Robin was like, oh. <laughs> i think of a new one now well, I was yeah, say, no, exactly yeah yeah hopefully he's not he's not listened this far and has heard <laughs> yeah. that same like you know what we'll we'll do that one again <laughs> yeah so. you know what? I'll, I'll bring a few back. years now uh, yeah. yeah yeah no i mean that's yeah the mental challenge of doing that one as well is just yeah when you're starting out and you're like right mm. 
Is that long course as well? Ago. Yeah, long course. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Long course. It's, it's a tough nice. one. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, especially and it's, it even it gets almost harder once you've missed one pace because then you go easy and yeah, then trying to get lose back momentum on it again. Yeah. You often end up. Yeah, I found that if I missed one, then it would end up just being like one on one off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for the rest of however many it was to go. Yeah. Yeah, that was a tough one. Yeah. 3K fly. Wow. Ooh. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, and final question, bit lighter. Um, if, <laughs> yeah. if you were to go on a road trip, there's three spaces in the car. You can take friends, family, or celebrity. Who would you take with you? A facial oh. expression says it all. Gosh, this is hard. <laughs> this is like the dinner party. That's the one. Question. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. And only three. That's mm. so hard. Wait, is this like, is it, is this like, does it have to be someone that's alive? Nope. It can be, no. can be anyone, oh. anyone. Gosh, this, is, this isn't a quick fire question. Yeah. <laughs> this is a whole new podcast. Yeah. Jesus. Um, oh gosh, I don't know. I would take, um, uh, <laughs> does it have to be a real person as well? Or can we have like fictional Oh, I've never had that question before. We've never had fictional before. Let's go we for it. Throw yeah, it in there yeah. It's a standard question for this game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, well, Amelia Earhart, because I would like to know where she went. Um, I think, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. I think just straight out there, yeah, we need to know where she went. Yeah. So, yes. And obviously inspirational women as well, but, you know. Mm. Um, <laughs> who else? Um, hmm. A fictional character I wouldn't mind having Albus Dumbledore in there as well. I think he'd be quite I like funny. That. Okay. Um, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, so far a good mix. Yeah. And then <laughs> um maybe I don't know. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Because I can. Oh, <laughs> no swimming related anything in there, by the way. <laughs> we don't <laughs> usually get swimmers, to be fair. Yeah, okay, no, we don't. Yeah. Okay. Barack okay. Obama <laughs> seems to be a popular one at the moment. Oh, yeah. 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 I was thinking about the Queen. I mean, she could oh, be in the okay. boot. Yeah. She's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the queen in the boot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, You're right back then. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brilliant. Laura, this has been so much fun. I hope everyone at home can. In- can it well can understand just how much fun we've had recording this podcast. <laughs> yeah. it's been it's been great chatting to you i've learned a lot great. yeah dan it relays just relays people yeah, swim them yeah. Yeah. Swim them. yeah it's all about the team at the moment and i think team gb pretty much solidified that mm-hmm. at tokyo that's the reason why we had to ask yeah. most successful games um yeah race more do some relays and i think that should be the the summary maybe we should put that as our title yeah. race more yeah. do relays something like that yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great stuff laura it's, yeah. it's been so much fun having you thank you for so much for coming on this week's no, episode thanks so much for, for inviting me and having me on here yeah it's no problem great. hopefully we'll speak again very soon mm. yes, yes definitely yeah well great congratulations stuff. on graduation and everything else like that i'm glad that you're thank able to you. do it well post covid <laughs> even though we're still halfway yeah. in it a little bit whatever but yes yeah. congratulations on that and good luck for the rest of the season it's a busy one great yeah. thank you very much no worries. Um, that just about rounds up this week's episode of the Propulsion Swimming Podcast. If you haven't subscribed already, please do so on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. You will get notified of our latest episodes as they go live. Dan, I will see you in seven days' time. Yes, thank you very much, everyone, and we'll catch you on the next one. You've been listening to the Propulsion Swimming Podcast with Scott and Dan. 
we want to thank you for joining us and invite you to subscribe to the show as well as checking out the Propulsion Swimming YouTube channel for weekly tutorials and videos to get your swimming fix. We will be back next week. Until then, we'll catch you on the next one.